we've never had dogs. We don't know what the fuck you do with a dog. Everyone to another episode of the Geekscape Games podcast. This is level 210. Please insert memory card into slot one. That's right. We are back. We are back with another episode of the Geekscape Games podcast, the number one video game podcast on the Geekscape.net work. I'm your illustrious host, Shane O'Hare, back from the quick vacation that I had, popping into the microphone as loud as I possibly can. Um, everyone else is in um, San Diego for Comic Con. So I. Uh, had to pull out a ringer. I had to reach out to a good friend of mine and someone that I extremely admire and I love everything he produces. I've talked about him on the show. We've got Logan from By Logan and the Memory Card Project. Welcome. Welcome to the show, finally. Hello, hello. You are very kind. Thank you. Yeah, nice well, to be here. Yeah, I appreciate you coming in. Um, going to check out a bunch of um you know talk about everything that you're doing we'll talk about some of the amazing game of the years that we've been playing oh um, yes but before we get into that just want to say check us out uh on instagram geekscape games we post the dank memes, the dank memes um check us out on twitter geekscape games we don't post anything on there but a follow is good and like i said everyone else is down in san diego for san diego comic-con so check out geekscape.net on instagram that's d-o-t-n-e-t and check out geekscape forever on instagram and i think they got a tiktok now so geekscape geekscape just look for geekscape on on tiktok so um they're doing some really cool stuff uh today is thursday the 21st so they've had a preview night and today is the first full day we've got signings we've got some cool stuff um so if you're in the san diego area uh go down there and tell them that uh shane told you to go say hi and um, buy one of our new shirts. They're fucking dope. And if you are in need of a VPN, a virtual private network, check out NordVPN slash Geekscape code Geekscape. And if you send us a photo of your receipt, I will give you Logan's personal phone number and you can text him all day. Is that all right? Yep, of course. Anytime. I won't reply because I don't really use my phone for anything that actually is a phone thing um <laughs> but yeah go ahead yeah so let's get let's just jump into it mr logan um tell us a little bit about what who you are and what you're currently working on and just give us a rundown introduce uh, the listeners to you probably in more depth than i've been able to uh over the years okay well um i'm logan i've i've had I've had quite a few little projects over the years. I, I was a musician for a while, then I wasn't, then I was again, then I was an emo rapper for a while. Um, but most recently, I'm like full on graphic designer. I have a Etsy shop where I design like PlayStation 1 inspired versions of like modern PS4 and PS5 games. Uh, so they're in the like jewel cases and everything. Um, I also do like small runs of cassette tapes. So on my Etsy shop, I've been doing a lot of like video game soundtracks and stuff too. Um, I had a cassette label for a while. 
Um, but honestly, they didn't sell too well, so uh, I didn't <laughs> I didn't want to pay to keep that domain. Um, and most recently, I have started this project called Memory Card. Um, stylized m m r y dot c r d. Um, and it's it's a it's a big project, but uh, to sum it up, it's going to be a like 90s and 2000s gaming magazine inspired magazine um so it's going to be like super super stylized um and kind of a taste of that is the memory card instagram where i do like little mini magazine style posts using the instagram like panoramic scroll feature um and, oh, and so that's how you do that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a bunch of different pictures, but I design them as one long picture, then cut it up into pieces. Okay. I guess, I guess, well, you can tell I've, all my Instagram posts are just photos of my cat or single frame memes. So, uh, I can, and I can, re- that I can works re- too, you know, <laughs> I can respect your resourcefulness. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I've, I've always just wanted to do things differently, you know, and, uh, and that's, that, that's a thing like I, I did for an Instagram post for a cold soul club post at one point, my, my, my old like emo rap boy band. And, uh, I like the idea and I thought I'm just going to like take this idea for myself now. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I absolutely love it. I, I have two of your game cases in front of me, your final fantasy seven, uh, remake and i love that it's a um it's that double uh capacity uh the, the like case. thick style multi-disc yeah. case yeah like i'm like whenever i check like hold it it reminds me of i used to play this pc game back in the day like uh, pre-2000 it was called um legacy of time or no the journeyman project legacy of time three and it was um it was like a point and click adventure game in like the style of mist mm-hmm. and it came on i just actually just found the case recently but i'm missing a disc but it came on that was the first time i had ever seen a double cd case and i was like whoa this game is amazing um and i'm also holding on to your bloodborne um case as well i love these um everyone needs to check them out they're great um the stuff that like the, the quality you're able to produce from home equipment and I uh, I've recently retired from commercial printing but I was in commercial printing for um, a number of years and the quality of stuff you're able to do on home kit is really impressive um, thank, I, thank I you it. I love it and I'm just looking at the back um, like you have the you know the player counts and all the other like um, features of the game and I'm just looking at the the Final Fantasy 7 one, and it's got the picture of the old PS1 memory card, and it says 100, gig- 100 gigabytes minimum. <laughs> it, it, anytime I, I post these on like Reddit or anything, that's like always like one of the first comments people always post is like, like, damn, this PS4 game is going to take like 800 memory cards. <laughs> and I, um, so, um, and you know, it's a little background for like, I, I think the story of how we linked up is wild to me like i i don't oh yeah i i don't know and it's just it just blows my mind i i found one of your so i um as most of you know i'm a professional dj and i found one of your tracks on reddit years ago i'm talking 
like 20 well, whenever it came out like you just released it it was the um uh oh god who's that who's that guy porter robinson um it was your porter robinson remix and uh by then uh god what was your what was your old uh handle back then let's see porter robinson remix. was that the fresh static snow remix uh, or a different one i think it was that one or did, did i remix sad machine uh, i can't i don't I can't. even remember you know what you know what? We're, gonna, we're gonna do it live i'm on my laptop and i'm just gonna type in logan i think you were just like logan back then and that's yeah two or, l's yeah or, or originally um uh uh deep deep cut knowledge um originally i went by the name lulligan um but i switched it to logan because eventually i started to hate that because no one knew how to say it <laughs> and that was kind of an oversight on my part <laughs> yeah i'm uh i'm looking at uh right now zembeck totality lulligan love trap remix uh, yeah uh, miley size wrecking ball lulligan remix like i was a huge uh logan stan back in the day and one one of the few logan stands i might say <laughs> and i just um like i loved your stuff and i started following your artist page on uh, facebook and i bought um uh i, I own a f- quite a few of your t-shirts too and oh yeah you do i i i, I remember you had the like connection shirt yeah yeah i have that i have uh oh god the the one where it's like the it's a black and white shirt with like the eye, like the eyeball, and um, it looks like a, a Janet Jackson album cover. Can't remember what that one, what that one was, but God, um, I don't even remember that one. <laughs> years ago, and uh, one day I get a, a Facebook <clears throat> friend request from your personal, and you're like, "Hey, man, you're liking all my stuff. Um, we should be friends." And I was like, "Oh my fucking god! Oh my god!" Is is this real? Is this happening? <laughs> and we uh, were friends ever since. And um, uh, you know, we play games together. Uh, you're you're we a do. honorary member of the Rat Squad. And um, you know, I've checked out your like your song "Logan Go Home" or just "Go Home" with it. Um, that that track you did, I would. I would play it at after parties or like festivals, mm-hmm. uh, like when all the DJs and artists were hanging out together. I would I put it on YouTube and everyone's like, "Dude, this kid is fucking amazing!" Like everybody <laughs> really love that track. Yeah, I would. Um, I remember I was at a um, a festival called Mermaid Fest and we were at um, a friend's house and there was like ten of us in there and everybody was like different levels of intoxicated and <laughs> I was like, "Yo, you guys need to." fucking watch this and everybody just sat down and just was absorbed by it so you make that, you make some so great sick. stuff you make some Thank great you. great stuff and that was when the video was still private um oh oh yeah Damn. yeah yeah so that was that was way back and um i've just followed you ever since i have some of your cassettes downstairs i have your metal gear solid uh, pepsi man um uh, pepsi man is my pride and joy yeah that's a gorgeous where did you find the 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 two-tone cassette like the blank cassette um okay so that was actually the first like of my like independent little like runs of like soundtracks where uh i got them professionally dubbed and oh. that's because i had to because uh du- duplication.ca uh i i use them like i order a lot of cassette 
supplies through them and like I, I get them to make stuff from time to time. And uh, the only way I could get those tapes is if I got them dubbed in a DIY package kit. So uh. like they, they would record the tapes and send me them with like the, the plastic case. And I had to do the stickers and the art and stuff, which I mean, I was totally cool with. But I knew like I had to get those because I could get the red and white tapes with the like clear blue back cassette case. Mm-hmm. And it was it was just too good. I couldn't not do it. Yeah, that that whole like the what's it called? The J sleeve or the J card? J, J card, yeah. J card. Uh is gorgeous. Um all your all your stuff you make is gorgeous. But um Thank you. What um so you were into music. You know, obviously you, you produce tracks and I've I've played these these tracks out at festivals and bars and stuff. But what was the itch that got you wanting to um, make cassettes. Well, uh, so so I mean, ever since I like was doing EDM and stuff back in like 2012, like I've just been doing my own like track art, uh, m- mostly because I was a poor kid who couldn't afford to pay people to do art for me, <laughs> and so that's how like I started to learn Photoshop and everything, and uh, like I've always just loved physical media, and so I always knew like. I wanted to make cassette tapes at some point, but it was kind of like a pie in the sky goal for a while. And uh, then I kind of like realized how it, how re- reasonable it was to actually do it. And uh, so, so yeah, I, I just, I got just super into graphic design by like designing my art and stuff. And then like, eventually I started doing more art for like other artist friends of mine. And, uh, if like it, it i just kind of like realized i actually really like doing visual art more partly because it was more uh it was more rewarding because i actually made some money doing it <laughs> oh okay yeah there's that yeah so so uh so it, it just kind of like felt like a natural progression to just move from music into doing like cassettes and stuff and uh the the main drive for me like doing cassettes for other people was like once I started my Etsy shop and uh, like actually started making decent money, I like I kind of felt some like imposter syndrome where it's like, why why are people paying me? Why am I making money at this? Like I you don't make money at creative projects. What is this? <laughs> and uh, it was just kind of like I felt the need to just like put that energy back out there, where it's like I I was very fortunate to be able to pay my bills doing this. Uh, so like I, I need to just pay it forward. And so like, I, I try to work with artists. Like I still try to work with artists from time to time. Um, I, I do it a little less now just because, uh, it, you can only justify losing money on releases for so long, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I'm totally fine with it because like I get to help these artists. I believe in like actually do like a physical release which i think is like a really special thing um but like i uh, there have been a few artists i won't name names obviously but uh they just like kind of have that tone to them where it's like it's like bro i'm doing you a favor quit being the way you're being oh uh, yeah i i know those are they they want like a shit ton of money for a feature that or like they they, they would just like be hounding me all the time like hey what like 
I like because I'd always like give artists like a handful of like their own tape, you know, like they should have a handful to just do whatever they want with. Mm -hmm. And like I'd send those like just for free. And like they would just like hound me about like like how many they want and and everything. And it's like, bro, I don't have to do this, you know. (laughs) Oh, okay, okay, All right. Yeah, that's uh, fucking artist, man. Yeah. and, and, And it's like after having that from like a couple people you know uh and then like i would do a couple video game soundtracks and like they they sell out like immediately and everyone's like super hyped on them and it's like that was you know that was just more fun (laughs) yeah um um so how do you uh when you record them because you you record some at your home when Mm -hmm. you when you what's um do you just lay out each track as like one long audacity or like Ableton file with, with gaps and then just go straight from your, your computer into the tape deck or how does that work? Yeah. So originally like the first few that I did like home dubbed, um, they were just like, I, I did just that. Like I would just lay the songs out and, uh, just export like a long MP3, uh, that, that way I can like make sure the timing is correct. What you don't record in flack like lossless, bro? What the fuck, what the fuck nerd? It's a cassette tape. <laughs> <laughs> I always tell people like people ask me like how I record tapes. And I, like I tell them like, bro, audio quality doesn't really matter. It's a cassette tape. Most people aren't even listening to them, and the oh. ones that are, it's like <laughs> people aren't listening to cassette tapes on the highest end speakers and like it's gonna have tape hiss no matter what so mp3 is fine (laughs) yeah and um do they do they even make like chromium tape anymore to record on or is it just the like basic magnetic stuff i imagine you can still find some you know but it the it's just not realistic price wise Mm -hmm. it's like it's it's just not worth it yeah yeah i mean that makes sense especially for the the few people that are really into like the Venn diagram for people that are really into um, 90s PlayStation soundtracks and high end cassette tape <laughs> playback is got to be fucking tiny. Um, oh, yeah. But do you know who is probably who that Venn diagram is probably huge is people that are into mini disc. Have you ever thought about doing mini disc releases? I, I have. I've tried. Um so i my original idea with mini discs was like i wanted to do like mini disc case size like game cases of my game cases and kind of make them into like coasters or something Mm. uh because like i've seen a couple like gaming coasters like that and it's a cool idea but i've never really liked how they're executed so i was like okay i could get some like mini discs or like the, the like cd cases for them and print them out and like code them in like resin or something you know mm-hmm. and i cannot for the life of me find those cases available anywhere so even if i can find the mini discs for for this i i i don't know where to get the cases <laughs> there's there's an outfit in germany i think that does mini disc um uh like album releases and mm. I'm, sh- I'm sure they have cases mm. and I'm sure you could find it on like, um, I'm sure you can find it like AliExpress or something. Um, cause those are, 
the the weird, outdated, and obsolete um, audio scene is wild to me. There was um there was a group recently, a vaporwave group that released a bunch of uh, I don't know if they were yeah they had they had to have been singles. They released a bunch of singles on uh, wax cylinders. Like the what? Like the like the Edison <laughs> cylinder from nineteen oh two, and like you have to one be really into obsolete media, be into vaporwave, <laughs> have an Edison cylinder, <laughs> like a phonograph from b- before World War One, <laughs> have it working, and then get it to play, and it, it just it, it it blows it blows my mind that 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 exists now. Um, so I'm sure you can you can find some mini disc cases out there. I'm sure I can. Yeah, but then it, 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 again, it kind of comes back to like I would only really have the like collector value aspect behind a project like that, and it's like I just it'd have to be a, a good deal on them or something to even attempt it because like I I don't know how to market mini discs, you know. <laughs> I I still have a mini disc player downstairs, so you'd have really? at least you'd have at least one sale. And that, isn't that well, all that matters? Well, damn, I got I got to look into this then. Yeah. Um. So the <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> so the game cases. Um. You you were taking it was a you know originally PS4 because you've been doing this for some time. Um. Mm-hmm. What was your first? Okay. One. What was your inspiration? Like, why did you want to take these? You know these robust Blu-ray um, plastic cases, and I'm holding a, a my copy of the Quarry, and then um, put them into uh, these completely new packages. Like, what was what ticked you off, and what was your first case, if you can remember? So, I actually started doing these because I remember finding the YouTuber Ninety Eight D Make. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he would make these Mm-mm. videos where uh, he wasn't making like an actual game, but he was making like a little like animation kind of that looked like how a modern game would look like on PS1 or something. Oh, so so he 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 made some that were like The Last of Us on PS1, where like it looks like shit, you know, but like Did, it's it's clearly like kind of inspired by The Last of Us, and like it's believable. Uh, and, isn't uh, there isn't there a playable Bloodborne mod? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I, I follow the person who made it on, on Twitter. Like I've always wanted to try to like work with them and be like, Hey, I don't know how we make this happen, but we should try to like burn your game to disc and like combine it with my case or something. It, it, it'd be super cool. There's, um, um, there's a few, um, there's a few games like that. There's a, a YouTuber called Mandalore gaming that reviewed one recently. Um, uh, I think it's like people under the stairs or like people like, um, uh, oh, I can't remember the name of the game, but he, he referred to it as a, um, a haunted PlayStation one style game. Dude. I love haunted PS one. I, I adore everything haunted PS one does. They're so cool. Oh, that's actually, that's a group like, Oh yeah. Yeah. It's this like, I, thought, group it, of, I like, thought he was just indie- Okay. Yeah, it, it uh yeah, it, it's this group of like of like indie devs who uh it, it's just a whole bunch of people like making their own games. But uh but Haunted PS1 is like the kind of like collective and they'll release like 
haunted ps1 demo discs every year where it's not like an actual disc but it's like a, pr- a program you can run it and it's like a 90s demo disc oh, and uh, they're, they're always so well executed like i think the last one uh the, the like hub world was you're in like a museum or something and it's almost like mario 64 inspired where like you go into like different rooms and like there's different like paintings for each demo and uh you like enter the, the the game and you play like a demo of the game and it's all housed in this like hub world museum it's it's so cool oh and, yeah like, e- everything they do is like retro inspired games so it's like ps1 style games or like i know there was a couple that were kind of like nintendo 64 inspired so they were more like cartoony and stuff but they're, they're it's so cool the the um the PlayStation One has this quirk where, like environment, well, I, I would say all textures kind of like distort and like wiggle around. Yeah, um, that, that dude, that is the first thing I look for anytime like a game is touting like PS One style graphics. It's like it's not PS One inspired if you don't have wobbly walls. Yeah, yeah, I um, um, I always. Uh, I, I never had a PlayStation 1. The PS4 was the first one I ever got. Um, but I remember playing Siphon Filter and um, uh, what the hell's the spooky one that all the the depressed girls are into? Um, God, what's it called? Silent Hill. <laughs> Silent Hill. Oh, oh my God, dude. <laughs> and I, I, the one thing that I noticed was because I was an N64 kid and that mm-hmm. was back like console war days. And I'm like... Pff, this play like look they can't even keep the walls straight that's fucking <laughs> stupid <laughs> playstation's for losers no, so, I've, I've been a playstation boy my whole life i live and die by those wobbly textures <laughs> so um um what was your first case so, so yeah like uh 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 going 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 fucking I'm broken <laughs> going back uh uh 98 d make uh every one of his videos would start he'd have like like a physical game case of the game he was making and uh it, he basically did what 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 I'm doing where like uh he would just like redesign the game art and stuff and put it inside a physical case and just like film it for the beginning like he's holding the, the game okay and uh I remember I saw his Resident Evil 7 video and I like at the time I was I mean I've been a huge fan of Resident Evil Seven since it came out, but I saw that and I was like, I I love this idea. I'm going to do this for my collection. Like I want a collection of PS One cases for like my entire PS Four library. Hell yeah! And I re- I remember like at the time designing a Resident Evil Seven case, and it's like similar design to what they are now, but it was it, it was it was different. And like I printed it out on like normal like printer paper, you know, it, it looked like shit. But like I think I, I still have it actually. I'll, I can find it and send you a picture of it. Okay. But uh, yeah, it was like the first iteration of this, and uh, I I didn't have access like a good printer at the time, so like the idea just kind of died there. But then um, fast forward to like COVID where like i mean us anyway everyone just got some some fucking stimmy money and i was like damn i have extra money i'm going to i'm going to buy a nice printer and do that case idea i've had and uh so like i just 
bought a printer and started designing up a few cases for my favorite games. Uh, I think the first ones I did were like Shadow of the Colossus, obviously. That's my favorite game of all time. Um, and then I did like Spider-Man and Resident Evil 7 were like the first ones I did. And I just like posted them on Facebook. And I was like, hey, this is a thing I did. And like immediately people were like, dude, do you have an Etsy shop? And I was Hell like, oh, yeah. well, shit, I guess I do now. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. I, I I think I I remember the Resident Evil 7 one, you, you posting that on Instagram. Um, but uh, like it, it, that blows my mind that, that things just fall into place like mm-hmm, that for real. And, you know, you take, um, uh, I would say, um, I don't have my Bloodborne case, my PS4 case handy. Actually, maybe I do. Hold on. Um, do I, do I, is this what this is? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you do. So, um, so you don't take the key art from all of them, like the like the um, or do you? Because this actually, I have the regular Bloodborne, and your collector's yours case is the collector's edition. So, so yeah, no, like I make a point anytime I'm doing like a case for a game. If there's any way I can av- avoid it at all, I do not want to use the actual box art just because I feel like that's lazy. Um, I like part of why I do the project is I just like playing in Photoshop and I like designing stuff. So like I make a point, I want everything to be a unique iteration of the game case, if at all possible. And there's a handful of games where it's like, I just can't do that. Like, I mean, final fantasy seven remake, that case is so iconic. Yeah. Like I, I can do something different. And, and uh, I'm I'm pretty sure I I did for the Final Fantasy VII remake uh intergrade case I did where like I I did have a little different kind of approach to it I think or maybe I didn't I, I don't remember but um th- th- there's a handful of games where like I just I can't beat the actual art yeah no but, if you were yeah, to re- if you were to release different key art for Final Fantasy VII nobody would buy it exactly because because like. I mean, such a big part of this project is that like nostalgic feeling of having Final Fantasy VII or like having Crash Bandicoot. So, so it's like so, some games like you, you just you have to reference the original art. But if at all possible, I try to avoid it. Yeah, no, I think that's a, um, um, and it, it makes you stand out too, because then someone will have that on their shelf and it looks different. And and yeah, and and, and like I've I like. Um, since I've started doing them, like by no means do I like gatekeep how I do them or anything. Like I have templates. I mean, if anyone's listening and wants the templates for designing your own PS one cases, like hit, hit me up. I got you. And like, I've like, t- like helped people start doing this. And like, there's a couple other like Etsy shops and stuff where people are doing the same sort of thing. Um, and like, I, I, I support anyone doing it. Cause like, I know like one of the shops I think is like, is like gin media or something like that. They're based in like the UK. I think I've seen someone like based in like Russia or something. So it's like, I, I, I support it completely. Cause I mean, international shipping's fucking expensive. If, mm-hmm. if, if people in Europe can get a cheaper alternative, like that's so, awesome. So, so what you're saying is you support Russia's aggression in Ukraine. Absolutely. No, I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> don't cut that out of context. <laughs> I, I, oh, man, I think that might be the stinger. <laughs> 
so um so the, yeah the, the, yeah yeah like like uh like even though there are a handful of people doing like these ps1 style cases i take a lot of pride in that like mine are all custom and like even if the front cover is more or less the original like ps4 art i always make a point to do like the back of the case is entirely custom and like some of them like i might take cues from the actual case but i always make a point to do the back of the case is like completely custom and 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 that's the most fun part in my opinion because i get to kind of like go wild with, with, with the design so like there are a handful of other people making these but for the most part people tend to do like the actual art and and that's that's cool if that's what you're looking for but i i think i i I just have more fun making them completely custom yeah i'm I'm looking at your shop right now and and on the uh playstation 4 section i mean i'm looking at um Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, Last of Us Part 2, Stray, which we're going to fucking talk about. Oh, yeah. Uh, Cold War, Back for Blood, Klonoa, Witcher, Bloodborne, Destiny 2. Destiny 2 case is gorgeous. Thank you. Yeah, I really like that one. Uh, Medieval Spyro, um, Resident Evil 2. Um, the, ooh, the Outer Wilds one looks really sick. Um, that, that one I can't take credit for. I actually, I, I have a guy who um, he originally like messaged me on Instagram. Uh, for like the templates and stuff and uh like i'm 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 very picky with like how how i do the cases i'm very meticulous with getting like the little details correct like the the like for ps4 games the, like cusa codes and like the product codes and the barcodes and everything i make sure like i try to design all my cases if you took my case into like gamestop they could scan the barcode and the correct game comes up oh shit That's so, fucking- so like yeah, I make I make a point to make things as authentic as I can, and uh, a, a lot of people like who've designed their own cases. Like I'm 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 not like talking bad on, on any of them. A lot of people have done some really cool things, but like, but this one guy, uh, uh, St- Stephen John Sound is his handle. Um, I, I tag him in in stuff fairly frequently. He uh he he got the templates from me and like designed a couple. And he's like the only person I've seen like up to my level of quality, and so uh, so since he's he's designed a handful of cases for me, like uh, I and like Outer Wilds is one that he he did, uh, but his like I, I I really like working with him because he has just a different kind of design like uh, touch. So the ones that he designs are always vi- like visually different from how I would design something. And I think it's like a really cool variety. And like, I always make sure the ones he's done, like I try to like watermark them with his name and everything in the Etsy shop. So, and like I tag him in the descriptions and stuff. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I like, I, 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 I didn't expect to really work with anyone else with these, but I've been like v- very happy that I met him and, and he's, and he's contributed so, so many. Yeah, uh, I'll have to check him out. Um, uh, I know I'm looking at your store, 2,390 sales. Um, and you it's have insane. A, and you have a solid five-star reviews, um, which is, I mean, that you have a hundred, you have a hundred percent success rate. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I only have a handful of reviews that haven't been five stars and those eat at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh god i can imagine so listeners go to go to etsy.com slash shop slash memory card 
with no vowels. We need 10 sales to get them to 2,400. <laughs> and we need four reviews to get them to 666 reviews. So um, go, there, go there now. You, you know what? Right now, I'll actually make a coupon code up for anyone listening. So, oh. Um, uh, what, 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 what should I make the code? I'll, just, I'll let you pick. Just Geekscape. Ge- Geekscape? Yeah. Yeah, that'll, that'll be easy coupon code. I mean, you don't have to do it right this second. This, well, this, this is a recording. It's not live. So No, it's live. <laughs> we'll fucking do it now. Um, yeah, uh, but, yeah I, I, will, I will make a, a coupon code up uh, for anyone listening. Hell yeah. Well, that's very kind of you. Very, very kind of you. And um, I, uh, I, I, just, I just love the shit that you do. And you. Um, the, do you have, um, uh, where can people get the, uh, the actual audio cassettes? So right now, I actually don't have any available. All the ones I have are sold out. But I am about to release, um, I'm about to release a tape for the serial experiments lane uh club siberia mix soundtrack mix um i'm about to do a tape for that and i'm also about to do a tape for wipeout the, the, oh, the, yeah. the original wipeout yeah that's gonna be fucking sick yeah I- so I, i'll have both of those soon and i always release those in my etsy shop and everything um I always make a point to like set a release date for cassettes though, since they usually sell pretty fast. So like just watching my, my Instagram at by Logan B Y L L O G A N or at mem- memory card uh, at M M R Y dot C R D. Uh, I always like schedule when I'm going to release them. And I, I post there most frequently. Right on. What's your, what's your most popular case? Um, most popular recently, Elden Ring is definitely one of the most popular. B- Bloodborne has always been really popular. Um, I mean, from fr- soft games always are, are pretty, pretty popular. Um, I, I don't know. I'd have to check past that though. Those are like the, the top ones. Persona five is definitely mm, up there. Okay. Yeah. I, that makes sense. Yeah. And uh, I just, um, you know, one thing I got to point out is. You have like just a huge um, variety. Like it's not just a certain genre of games. Um, yeah, I, I make a point to try to hit like everything I can. And, and it's, it's actually, I think, made me a better designer because like plenty of these games I've never played and I honestly don't have any interest in. But I think I'm, I'm still able to make a pretty good case for it. Even like, I mean, I'm, I'm not a persona fan at all. But uh, like I, I think I'm still able to dive into an IP enough to like really learn the design language and and and, and design things in a, in a way that is is still like respectful to the game. Yeah, and that's and that's a um, that's got to be a difficult. Um, have you or have you ever had any backlash? Like like someone's like, oh, you you did you did us us um you did us Catherine fans dirty or something like that <laughs> um a- actually one of the first ones i did spider-man um the inside of the case like the area behind where the disc goes i always try to use something like really visually interesting and like ca- kind of like contrasty uh, j- just because like my my mindset is like 
back in like the PS1 era, when you get a game and you like unwrap it and you open it, the art behind the disc was like the last thing you saw before you played the game. So I always try to make that like something really visually interesting. And uh, for Spider-Man, I have a picture of, 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 uh, of the like Doc Ock fight. And like, that was still when I was like just designing them for me and I didn't, really think about it and like i posted it and immediately everyone's like bro spoilers oh my it's like, god like i guess <laughs> oh my god that's that's fucking stupid <laughs> like i still don't think it's spoilers like i think for it to be a spoiler like i'd have to spoil the story like do- like dr octavius is in the game from the beginning i think it's pretty clear like he's gonna be you're gonna important. fight him oh <laughs> yeah my God. that's fucking stupid i mean if you if you had like a major game spoiler um god who uh, there's i can't i can't remember but i i think some like first party studio uh, it was either like a special edition of a case or like a collector's edition where they had a major, major game spoiler on the back or, or oh, really or something. But that, that sounds, I mean, it sounds like a PS2 or PS3 era game. Mm-hmm. That, um, do you, um, I've seen YouTubers do videos on like, I think Scott, the Waz has one on terrible game cases. Oh yeah. I've, I've watched like everything like that I can find. Cause I mean, another reason why I started doing these cases is because like, I mean, it's no, it's no secret. Like modern game art generally sucks. Yeah. Like, um, I, I know there's one YouTuber who I can't remember his name. It's on the tip of my tongue, but he always does videos on like a bouncy ball. That's like green screened. Oh, uh, Nakey Jakey. Yes. Yes. Him. Uh, he had a video on like shitty game art and it like perfectly summarized like everything I thought where it's like, yeah, most game art is like guy with gun. <laughs> And, and that's it. Mega Mega sixty four had a video um, that was called uh, "Chin Down, Eyes Up." <laughs> and uh, have you seen that? I haven't, but the, I exactly. Yeah, I'll I'll send that to you because every uh, for a while when that was the like the go to like game guy with chin down, eyes up. That video always circulated the net, so I'll I'll send that to you. Um, yeah, I I definitely have to watch that because yeah, like so, so so many games now, like the art is just so lazy. It, it like and and you can do so many more stylish things. Yeah, yeah, it's there's I think it was in Scott the Waz video, and I didn't know this, but there was um. Um, I think it was for the 3DFs. Like, um, got him. Hold on, 3DF. Uh, 3DF. Sorry, I um, uh, I'm, I'm sucking on nicotine. Um, <laughs> I stopped smoking, so that's good. Um, hell yeah. But uh, the 3DS, there was uh some special editions or like Game of the Year editions or like N- Nintendo Select. And oh yeah, is it like a the like the Mario game that has like the red case or something? And that's like the only game with a red case. Yeah, and there was um. There was some other, they, they did, I think it was for Fire Emblem, where the cover of the, like, the key art was just a picture of the original release's box. Like, it's, <laughs> it's literally just someone took a photo of a of a, a retail box and then just made that the new key art for, like, the re-release. Amazing. 
I uh, ten out of ten design. I mean, Nintendo like does whatever the fuck they want right now. They really do, and you know what? They can get away with it. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so, is there uh, anything uh, else you want to talk about? Uh, do you have some upcoming projects you could uh, tell us more about, like the memory card? Because you got some T-shirts coming out. Yeah. So, so right now, um, until July 29th, I think. I, I don't know when this will be coming out. Um, but until July 29th, I have a pre-order going for the first two like memory card shirt designs that I'm doing as like a, a little like pre-order merch run. And, uh, they're really tied into the like first issue of the magazine. Um, I plan on releasing the magazine, um, on September 9th, uh, to reference the classic PlayStation marketing campaign. Um, um, it, uh, Enos, where where, where it was like, where it was like red E N O S, which is like ninth of September. And that was yeah, the date, like a red pl- letter E. Yeah, yeah, the E's red, so so it, it like reads ready ninth of September. That's uh, fucking cool. And that that was like the release date for the PlayStation One. And I've always thought that's just like so clever, and I I just I love that campaign. So like I wanted to reference that with the first issue of, of Memory Card because I mean it's no surprise. Like I'm very inspired by PlayStation and like everything that the PlayStation brand has done. Uh. So, so like I have a shirt kind of designed around that like marketing campaign. Um, but then the first issue is going to feature prominently like Parasite Eve stuff that I, I've, I've done. Um, mm. So, so, so both designs are like heavily designed by, or, uh, 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 uh he- heavily, heavily inspired by like Parasite Eve and, uh, just like referencing dialogue and like just aspects of the game. So, so they're, they're kind of a couple like creative parasite Eve style merch shirts. Um, and, and yeah, that that's kind of like just the first wave in me releasing the magazine. I plan on like doing th- this shirt pre-order and then I'm going to do pr- probably the wipeout cassette as kind of like phase two kind of hyping up the magazine release. Um, and then I think I'm probably going to release like the serial experiments lane tape, uh, like in, in conjunction with the magazine. So you got a um, whole like, like, like first run or like first, second, third, like product release schedule. You're, you're basically Steve jobs at this point. <laughs> trying to be, I, I mean, like I, I, I mean, it, it's, 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 it's kind of clear with like how I post online. Like, I'm, I don't really like to be someone who just like promotes the same thing over and over, you know, mm-hmm. I don't, I, I only try to promote things if I have something to promote. And so like, I, I want to like build excitement and build hype for the, the magazine I've been working on for like six months now. Uh, and I, I just think like the coolest way to do that is kind of like just have these little things that kind of tie into it releasing along the way. And like, um, uh, shirts, shirts will come with like a discount for the magazine if you decide to get it and I'll, I'll probably do that with the cassettes too. Hell yeah. Uh, just, just so like if, if you do support these like little releases along the way, like I, I, I like I'm, 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 I'm going to give you a discount on the magazine too. Cause just cause I, I appreciate anyone who's paying attention at all, you know? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's, and I love the, the, the teaser trailer that you released for the shirts. It oh rem- yeah. I, it, I love that. I'm so proud of that. It's, it's like, 
like late 90s 2000s drum and bass um probably even like mid 90s like drum and bass it's actually a modern song but yeah it's it's very inspired by that era yeah yeah um and uh i mean you know drum and bass is one of those i guess the the reason why it reminds me of that is it reminds me of god what was that hover bike racing game on the ps1 was that moto gp no what the fuck <sighs> was that like hover bike like that you could get like a mountain dew uh god, i was i was thinking of this just recently i think uh, <sighs> what gonna, was it we're gonna consult the book of knowledge because it's fucking bugging the shit jet moto jet moto yes yeah and it reminded me of uh like a jet moto trailer just the 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 graphics um and the music and the stuff that was playing in the background and it gives me vibes of um like graphic graphics card demo footage yes yes like from the late 90s 2000s like if you got if you got a new nvidia card um or like a, a new ATI card and you'd have like a video with Ruby in it. Um, it also do, this was a, a Nintendo game, but do you remember Forsaken? I know that name. Forsaken was this, um, it was a N64 game and a PC game. It might've been on PlayStation. I think it actually, I think it was on PlayStation. I think it was. I think I was actually like, I think I just saw this game browsing like Mercury or something recently. It's um, it it's a post-apocalyptic game where it's a uh, it's like it's like Descent, where you're a fully uh, three-dimensional space hover bike person, uh, and you would like fly around these cramped um, tunnels, blowing up sci-fi ships and everything. Oh, this is what it was. There was a PlayStation One controller called the I think it was called the Orb. Or the globe. Oh and yeah, I I know what you're talking about. That controller's wild. It's like it's it looks like a like desktop joystick, but it has yeah. like a softball on it, and you can like <laughs> lift it up. And that I think that was one of the only games that it truly worked with. Um, but I remember seeing the commercial for Forsaken as a kid and was totally sucked in. And then when I got it, I was really disappointed that it wasn't like the commercial because it was just. <laughs> the future is forsaken <laughs> and i was like oh my god i gotta get this um i still have the i still have the fucking poster that came with my n64 uh cart and i still have the Nint- every every issue of nintendo power had a uh, centerfold and mm-hmm. i still have the forsaken centerfold that's um, so cool yeah uh i have a bunch of nintendo power magazines downstairs but they're beat to shit dude Uh, i've been collecting playstation magazines lately and like some of the ones i've gotten are are pretty pretty beat up but it's still so so cool going through those old magazines you know that's um um i mean game informer recently shut down or they're like hemorrhaging employees Mm -hmm. um i mean i don't want to sound like a like a geriatric but our our youth is gone it is <laughs> and the stuff that that helped shape us shape us as as geeks and gamers is gone and it, it sucks i you know i was actually kind of thinking about that recently like i was listening to some podcast uh in 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 like in like someone 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 like someone like mentioned mentioned nostalgia is like inherently a painful thing and yeah and that idea is like really interesting to me 
because like that that's very true like it is very it, it is like a painful experience because it's like that that feeling of like getting a game informer magazine or like pulling the demo disc out of a, a like PlayStation magazine we're never going to experience that again Mm-mm. but like nostalgia has like shaped my life <laughs> yeah. i and, mean and obviously like, look at your etsy store yeah i mean like just the fact i'm doing like a magazine like i'm not really interested in doing like a gaming website that's that's boring to me like even though like it it isn't logical to release a magazine i that like i i want to do it just because like i loved that era and even if it's something where I make like 50 of these magazines and only sell like two. That's fine because like, I just like the experience of flipping through a gaming magazine. Yeah. And and I feel like the only way that that experience is really going to stick around is by like these independent projects. And, and and like even like the ones that are still around, like, like PlayStation magazine rebranded as play like last year. I mean, I've been collecting those too. And like, it's still a great magazine. It's still super interesting. Like there's a lot of like really well, really well written stuff in it, but it's just different. And it, it doesn't have that same charm that like a PlayStation magazine from like 2002 did, you know? Yeah. And I, I vividly remember the first time, um, God, was this, when did, when did, uh, Star Wars Episode One come out like late nineties, right? Ninety nine, I believe. So that that couldn't have been my first one, um, but I vividly remember getting a PC Gamer magazine with a demo disc in it, and uh, the the demos were just fucking scuffed. Like they like <laughs> the the disc was full of demos, but like some wouldn't work or the graphics mm-hmm. were broken, and this was. This was, uh, we were getting out of the era of PC gaming when there was, um, like just a lot of, um, random computer components that you could have. Mm-hmm. Like there was a bunch of different, um, sound cards, a bunch of different graphics cards, uh, different processor architectures, different versions of DOS. Like, okay, this will only work on, uh, you know, s- s- DOS 6.2 or Windows mm-hmm. 3.1. So we were just coming out of that era where there was so many variables where it's like, okay, yeah, you can play this game, but you better not play it on a Hercules card. Because- so yeah, I, I never got into PC gaming for that reason. Like, I didn't understand, like, PC components enough as a kid and like no one in my family really did either so like e- even if we had like a desktop computer it's like no one knew what the hell it could do <laughs> so so like it was like i remember my family computer we had like roller coaster tycoon and stuff just like a couple like basic games and like i remember those were super cool and playing those was like a cool experience but like for me pl- playing games has always been like I, I use a console for that. I know it's going to work, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, unless you're you with your PlayStation five, but we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> yeah. True. Um, the, I remember cause my dad had, um, has a, he used to build, uh, supercomputers for IBM. So we've always had a computer 
And my first computer was a 386. Mm-hmm. And it, it was a, it had a big red, just ka-chunk power button. <laughs> and there was a quirk on it that you would have to turn it on and let it like heat up for a little bit and then turn it off and then turn it back on. And then it would, it would run fine. And I remember um, like having to write down the command prompt uh, oh, like file yeah. tree to like there was a game there was a, a studio called Apogee and they had a game called Hocus Pocus and uh, it was a side scroller like dungeon um, you know adventure game but you were a little wizard that shot lightning bolts and I remember playing that with um, like a a it was a three button joystick which was like whoa three buttons holy <laughs> shit and, what are you gonna do with all those buttons? Well, most of the games just registered one anyway, so <laughs> like all three just did the same thing. But um, yeah, that uh, that era, it's gone. It's dead. It it's, is. It's 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 fucking dead. And now the only the only thing I use the command prompt for is uh, verifying what an IP address is on a computer. <laughs> Straight up. Um. So. We both have played a game, um, ga- uh, game of the year. Absolutely, absolutely, game of the year. Um, Stray just came out, and I, uh, I had to get it. I have it on PS Five. You got it, and um, what what do you what do you think? No spoilers, no spoilers. But what do you think? So I didn't just get it. I pre-ordered the I am eight bit like like collector's edition. And then I saw that it's not coming out until September. <laughs> and I was like, no way in fuck am I waiting until September to play the greatest game ever made. So your boy up upgraded his PlayStation Plus to play it for free. So basically I've paid like sixty plus dollars to play Stray so far. I don't I, I I don't regret it at all. It's incredible. Straight up, no game has made me feel this level of giddy joy, maybe yep. ever. <laughs> yep, yep. It's it, it's 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 wild to me. Um, you've you've gotten much farther than than I have. Um, I don't even know if I'd necessarily say much farther. I've uh, gotten farther, but. I, I, I haven't beat it or anything. I've, I've been only trying to play it like with my girlfriend because I know it's a short game and we both fucking love cats. So it's like th- we, we got to play it together. Yeah. You have like what? 20 cats or something? Um, Four soon, soon to be 20 if this game doesn't end soon, because every time <laughs> something cute happens, we're both like, oh, let's get another cat. <laughs> I, I, um, um, I I'm gonna get a second cat because uh, I have I have my buddy and he's sitting right here and he definitely needs a friend. I recommend um, it. Yeah, you can um, never have too many. Um, um, don't don't don't. I I th- I think two would be enough for me. Um, two hundred. <laughs> they have that, that's how you get toxoplasmosis. It's worth it. <laughs> I'll go out the way I live. <laughs> toxoplasmosis. <laughs> um the um and let's just be real cat people are way better than dog people without a doubt i okay so so random side story i don't know if you've heard this shane but um 
when COVID first started, my girlfriend and I, we got a dog because like her, like, I mean, being locked up in our apartment with, with, with her at the time, four year old son, we were like, we, we got to get him something. He's going to drive us insane. So we, we got a dog, you know, well, we live on a third floor apartment and, uh, we, we've never had dogs. We don't know what the fuck you do with a dog. And we went shopping one time and locked the dog in the bathroom. Oh God. Uh, because I, I don't know. I thought that was what you do. Um, dumb bastard. I'm a dumb bastard. The dog ate through the wall. Oh my God. So that cemented that we are cat people forever. (laughs) (laughs) You are, you are, you are cat people because of your incompetence. Sorry. That's a way to put it. I'll accept it. Um, You're not wrong. But there's just something about dog people that just bugged the shit out of me. Like anybody that's like, check, like just me and my heckin' puppers, my heckin' doggo, <laughs> which don't even get me started on like the banality of, of that statement. But, <laughs> but then you just like, like I'm hashtag dog mom. And it's like, fuck you. I'm going to microwave you. Like I just, I dog. And they're like, oh, I have to bring um i have to bring sparkles with me wherever i go so the dog's in the restaurant or the dog i gotta walk through the dollar general with my dog shitting on the floor (laughs) not 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 speaking from experience as a formal former dollar general employee or anything (laughs) oh god and and then and the thing with the cat is you have to really fuck up to have like a poorly behaved cat like you have to not, really... not necessarily my cat ellie can be a bitch and that's well, just her <laughs> yeah but ellie's not gonna chew through the fucking wall no yeah yeah she'll ha- she'll she'll attack all the other cats for no goddamn reason but she won't chew th- through the wall yeah and there's just you get you get people that live on like the 14th floor in a studio apartment and they get an Alaskan Malamute or they get a Husky and it's low key. I would enjoy having a Husky just because I like the way those, those boys talk. Oh, you, I love that howling. You, you won't when they, <laughs> I'm sure I wouldn't if I had one, but anytime I see a Husky video, I'm like, Oh, I got to unmute. Oh dude. Every time I see a Husky video, I report it for child abuse <laughs> and don't even get me started on pit bulls. Oh man! Like the rapper, <laughs> Mister Worldwide, indeed. Mister Worldwide. Um, so Stray, the video game. Um, we, I almost cried. Yeah. And, and and no spoilers, but I almost cried. I the... think it's fair to spoil it. It's all over mm-hmm. TikTok, and it's literally the first like ten minutes of the game. I I uh I you know. You know what? I'll, I'll I'll let the guests decide. Let's. I think we. I, we'll spoil it. We'll spoil it. Okay, because it's it's obvious. Um, the beginning of the game, you're the cat. I've been calling him Spaghetti. Um, because uh, for for the listener, that's because my orange cat's name is Spaghetti. Yeah, um, I, I guess they would. The listeners would want to know that info. <laughs> it's like, man, what, sp- spaghetti isn't just a regular cat name. 
<laughs> big Tim and Eric fan. Um, <laughs> and you start out, and it, it, if no one knows what this game is, you've been fucking up. But you're it's it's an adventure game where you're a cat in a post apocalyptic world. But you you start out in what looks like an overgrown aqueduct or like a drainage system, and you're with. Uh, three other cats and you can go up and snuggle with them and you can play with them and the beginning part is just the tutorial mission where you're learning the controls and Dude, it's I'm, I'm not i'm not i'm not gonna lie me and my girlfriend started tearing up as soon as the game started because the first cat i went up to was the black cat mm-hmm. and they started snuggling and our orange cat spaghetti snuggles with our black cat lilith the same way and we were like oh my god this game was made for us <laughs> oh yeah oh god i love this game um so you're like like going around this aqueduct and there's um like pipes and and st- and everything's overgrown and you're you're following your your three friends and everyone's jumping over a pipe and i saw it fucking coming a mile away oh yeah this pipe is like wiggling and I'm like, no, no. And like, I, I like, okay, I know it's going to happen. You're going to jump in the pipe. The pipe's going to fall and you're going to get separated. But the cutscene that plays when you are falling down this, this drainage ditch tore my heart out of my it's chest. It's heartbreaking. It is you like the, the cats you're clawing to stay up on the ledge and it's concrete and it's slippery and your three friends are looking down at you with these big doe eyes as you fall into like darkness and I'm just like holy shit. Holy Literally, shit. As soon as that part happened my girlfriend said something like I don't like this game anymore. <laughs> and I, and I, That's I, what I, I was, said. I, I was like, the only reason I'm not upset is because I know he's the main character and the rest of the game still has to happen. He's gotta be okay. Hey, you ever play Journey? Yeah. Okay, alright. We could have a Journey-style ending. We could. We could. So, don't, you know, don't don't be chill yet. Um, but then, uh, after the cutscene, you wake up in this, like, dirty, like, trash pit. And the cat has a limp. The fucking limp, dude. Oh my god, the limp. I paused the game. I went <laughs> and I found my cat, Satabria, and he was he was he was napping. I picked him up and I grabbed him and I'm like, oh my god. And I brought dude, him we up. We did the same thing. <laughs> we grabbed the closest cat and we were like, I love you so much. Oh, and it's just it's so sad that you're torn away from your friends. That you're, it's just like, oh, it just, it guts me. It absolutely guts me. It's heartbreaking. Um, but quickly, um, the limp goes away and you go into the game. And without going, to, like, I'm very, very, like, early in the game. Um, but it's this po- post-apocalyptic world. Um, there's, like, weird head crab looking dudes and the have you ever read the manga uh blame i have not it i I, can't read okay all right obviously Uh, (laughs) um (laughs) it um uh blame or or blom uh people pronounce it differently blame blame is it's sometime in the future and there uh, it's it's got like matrix vibes but it's um you follow this main character who's going through this mega city 
that is constantly being built um, by these automated robots. And this is so far in the future, and, like no one knows where the robots came from. There's different um, uh, uh, like sub cities or like groups of people that are like living in, in different portions of this mega city that are constantly being built and you can't see the sky. There's thousands and thousands and thousands of levels to the city. And the, the beginning part reminded me of that. Um, and this might be like another, like really weird comparison, but it, it reminds me of like the, the interior scenes from the Colin Farrell total recall remake. Mm. Um, and yeah. it, um, it, it gave me, it gave me this to talk about nostalgia. It gave me this weird nostalgic feeling with the music and the yeah. environment. It, um, and it's not like, oh, I remember playing games like this. It it gave me that weird, uneasy feeling like the first time I listened to Vaporwave mm-hmm. and um, like back in 2010. And it the last time I had this feeling was um, when I played the game Industria. It's a PC game. Uh, I talked about it months, months and months ago. Um, but uh, if anyone's played Industria and stray like you'll 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 get what i'm uh, i'm getting at but the music the this vacant city and it's just the the whole uh, the actual core gameplay is kind of shallow like there's not there's not like push x to jump onto the ledge it's there's mm-hmm. nothing super complicated it feels super linear so far um but get it it's on PC. It's on PlayStation. If you buy it on PlayStation, you get both get the PS4 and the PS5 edition. I say get it. Game of the year. Like I'm I'm so stoked. At first, I was like ironically saying like stray game of the year because like, oh yeah, the cat game, cat game, game of the year. But like the closer it got to release, and like now that I've played it, I'm like, okay, no, this is legitimately my game of the year. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to see if there's like um, uh, Elden there's... Ring scoot over. It's yeah. the men's turn. <laughs> um, <laughs> Love that meme. <laughs> yeah, there's um. Uh, oh, so this studio has made. Oh my. Uh oh. Uh oh. This studio. Okay, hold on. I gotta. We're, we're... blue twelve. No. No, um, oh, the publisher, the publisher. Hold on, uh, Annapurna. Yeah, um, I gotta. I I have to confirm this. Give me a second. We're going to Wikipedia. We're consulting the book of knowledge. I have to confirm this. Um, do do. Uh, uh, I got. Oh, 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 are are you are you looking if Annapurna pu- published Journey? Yeah, they did. They, they did. Uh oh. Uh uh oh, I know. Uh oh, I have hope though. Uh, Spaghetti's gonna be okay. Oh man. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> um, I um, so I bought the game, and on PS Five, and I instant. Is there anything else you want to say about it? Um, n- no. I mean, I've just been having a great time. Uh, I'm not. I'm also not very far in. I've just been roaming around collecting the sheet music to give to the guy so he can play guitar while I meow along. 
Mm. Oh, so yeah, that's farther than I. I just got to. I just got to the uh, the part where you're basically like, "Hey, there's a tower over there. We got to go to this tower." Um, yeah, I'm just like slightly ahead of you. I've just spent like an hour just exploring every nook and cranny of that little area. Mm. So, um, I bought the game on PS5, and I instantly attempted to refund it because I was going to buy it on Steam. Because your boy, after a year and four days, got his Steam Deck. Um, I'm holding it right now, and let's see. It's beautiful. I can't see it, but I know that it's beautiful. I mean, this this episode is completely disjointed at this point. Let's see if we can. Let's see if we can get the boot the boot sound, boot animation. Come on. Come on, this is you can you can start a little bit faster than this. Come on, Gabe. Come on, yeah. Come on, Gaben. Oh God, it's frozen. I think it's frozen. Um. Anyway, what a commercial for the Steam Deck this is. Yeah, there it is. It. Um, Hell yeah. It's the uh, the fucking boot animation is goddamn gorgeous. It's it's super smooth. All the frames. Um. Yeah, I pre-ordered this uh, July 16th of last year. Uh, I pre-ordered it the day it came out, and I didn't get mine until uh, the day that Stray came out yesterday. And uh, this thing is fucking huge. Like, it is uh, it is a lot bigger than I thought it is. Um, much bigger than the Switch. Uh, but the quality, the fucking quality, uh, the, the, the thumbsticks are great, the buttons are great, uh, the touchpad, uh, the two touchpads are fucking dope. It's got, um, what's that? Um, you have the, you play on those custom PS4 controllers, what it's called. What the, like, a uh, like, like scuff style scuffs. controllers. Yeah. Scuff where you can have like your middle and ring finger, like back buttons. Yeah. Um, there's back paddles. Um, Ooh, interesting. Yeah. And it is fucking dope. I logged in and you go to the, your library and there's a category like, Hey, 100% confirmed good on steam deck. And I had 21 games and, um, it was all also, it was like dead space. Um, um, the half-life games portal, um, uh, metal gear rising revengeance, which Derek bought for me on the steam summer sale, which I've, <laughs> I've, I've played, greatest and, game name of all time yeah yeah and um it just i think i'm i'm grateful that i got it a year later like i didn't get it like at the beginning of the year because there's been a lot of updates and there's been more and more games that are getting certified for um steam deck approval and there's there's you'll get a uh, you'll see a game and it'll say if it's got a green check mark, 100% works, good to go, don't worry about it. Um, but you'll see one that has like a yellow exclamation point. And that means it's not like 100% certified. But if you click on it, it'll tell you what the, the deficiency is. And it's, you know, if you see a game with a yellow exclamation point, don't freak out. Because there were some that I saw where it's like, hey, this game is 100% confirmed to work. but you might have to use the on-screen keyboard. (laughs) 
and I'm like, okay, that doesn't, um, that doesn't seem like a big issue to me. Um, uh, you can, um, I got a, I was checking out monster hunter infinite world reborn. I can't remember the one that came out on PS4 a few years ago. Um, Mm -hmm. I was doing remote play from my desktop stellar. Uh, like you just have to change the resolution and your desktop just does everything. And it just streams the, the content, the, uh, I played industria a little bit on remote play. That one was a little weird because the, there wasn't a good resolution, um, to fit the steam deck the steam decks like 1280 by 800. It's a weird resolution. Interesting resolution. Yeah. But it's, it's fucking dope. Um, you can, you can boot into like a Linux desktop and uh, it's just a full like, Hey, here's, here's Linux. And I'm working on, there is a Linux like open source third party um, PlayStation remote play app called Chiaki. And you have to do some, you know, open up the terminal and type in some commands, but um, you can do PS ps4 ps5 remote play on the steam deck that's really interesting yeah i wasn't aware that that was a thing yeah and it's it's a um turn that thing into a super vita yeah dude yeah absolutely and yeah the vita i've always wanted a vita dude same like that just something about that that console just seems really cool but yeah you can you can install windows on it you can you know get if you if if you want to like really fuck with the settings get into linux open up the command prompt there's um the switch emulation works on it you have to mod your switch and pull the i wouldn't say bios but like pull the serial out of it and you can uh, rip the roms from the from your switch from your carts and and it's just it's just fucking dope good good high quality stuff um the aperture labs uh desk job which is kind of like the um it's like the demo to just it's basically a a tech demo where it's like okay here's how all the controls work and Mm -hmm. here's how they interact but i didn't realize it had motion control um it's just fucking dope and i it, it runs so it runs on Linux and it uses something called the Proton DP, DB. Um, I don't know if it's a platform or like an emulation level, um, but if if you got a game that isn't on Steam and you can install it on on Linux and have it run through Proton, it may or may not work. But you might have to you know fuck around with it. But I'm super stoked. The UI is great. Uh, it's the Steam library is huge. There are over four thousand games, one hundred percent certified for the Steam Deck, um, and I think I think it's going to be the new thing. Like Linux gaming is going to pop off, and I think this um, this push, and I've been saying this since fucking Windows XP. The moment Linux gaming is as seamless as windows gaming and i'm not saying windows gaming is 100 percent seamless but when linux gaming gets to the point where it is as seamless as windows i'm fucking dumping windows going like 100 linux and i think this this is going to be it because the the 
install base, like how many of these are selling, how good they are. Um, it's dev, devs are going to want their game to be Steam Deck certified and they'll go through the hoops. And I, I have I have faith that give it a couple years and I will be on I'll be I'll be on a Linux distro. I won't have the Windows. Um, I might dual boot so I can play my Xbox games. But yeah, I'm fucking stoked. And uh, yeah, everyone, I, everyone gets I, one. I have never actually touched Linux myself. I've always been super interested in it, but I have an equal level of optimism with the Steam Deck, but for a much more layman reason. I I just I want this to inspire Sony to take handheld seriously again. Like even though I've never had a Vita, I know the PSP was fucking awesome. And the idea of handheld Sony hardware is just so fucking cool. And I love it. And damn it, Sony, see how successful it is. See how how hyped people are on the Steam Deck and make a new fucking handheld. I I'm right. I I was daydreaming about like a new Sony handheld recently, concurrently daydreaming with uh, about a new Sega console. But um, something that I've noticed is Sony is typically ahead of their time when it comes to hardware. Like I Mm -hmm. I I watch a lot of like retro tech. Like uh, there's you know YouTubers like Techmoan and. 8-bit guy and like all these like retro youtubers um there's another youtube channel called um cathode ray dude and he's a great name yeah and he's really into audio visual stuff like cameras and just sony is on all their shit has always been ahead of the curve and i think I mean, the Vita, I don't know what the downfall for, for the Vita was. Price, uh, the memory cards, like, who who knows? But I think it's just that it just wasn't super popular. So, like, they, they didn't funnel much funding and attention into it. But as a result, it just, like, continued to make it not that popular. That, like, if, 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 a, if, like, a Vita 2 got the marketing push that the PS5 had, yeah It'd be instant success yeah no that's true that's true and but also like nintendo just fucking killed it with the 3ds and the ds and so that, I, that's what makes it so baffling though like N- nintendo has had the handheld market to themselves for years and it's like Sony, you're not you're not even gonna give it another shot. You only have one competitor now, too. But it's like, like of course, Nintendo handhelds are successful. What other handhelds are there? <laughs> I mean, like you look back, like the original Game Boy, the DMG. There was the Sega Nomad, and then the Sega. God, what was the other Sega portable? Um, God, there was. There was a second Nomad, and then there was another one that actually just played Genesis cartridges. Um, the Atari uh, Lynx, yeah, the Atari Lynx. Like there was, there was a, a, a good amount of handhelds, but Game Gear, 
Game Gear, okay, the Nomad was the portable Genesis. The Game Gear was its own own platform. Yeah, the like Game Boy competitor. Yeah. Um yeah, the Nomad was the the Genesis one, but I think I mean, I don't know if Nintendo got lucky, but like they're they're the ones, but when the PSP came out, <clears throat> damn. I got I and for me because uh, that came out in what 2003 2004 that sounds about right I was I think I was just in high school or like just leaving middle school no I was in high school dude I bought a wi-fi router and <laughs> like that was the first wi-fi router I bought was to get the the PSP online so I could mm-hmm. play uh, you could tunnel if you had wipeout pure you could tunnel um uh you could tunnel through your router and like play local multiplayer through the internet with like a glitch in wipeout pure um and dude my psp memory stick was full of porn <laughs> like bro like if anyone's had a psp the website xnxx dude was perfect for the psp <laughs> and that was um um i wouldn't say it was it was the start no I, but i would listen to podcasts on there you could rss feed podcasts so listen to the tech tv network um like before it was before i had an mp3 player that did podcasting like my my first mp3 player was the um god the ipod nano like the the usb drive like the one that hung hung from your neck like a stick yeah so (laughs) like there was yeah sony get back in the market i was always a zune guy dude i I zune i was a zune bro um (laughs) i i have i had four zunes and nice that was I loved it. I was the only, uh, I think I was one of like two kids in high school that had a Zune. And Dude, literally same. Like I, there were like two people, myself included. And you have to give props to Microsoft because they became the, the second most popular MP3 player overnight. Like, yeah. Like they, because there was a bunch of other competitors out there. Like Apple was number one, but they became number two overnight. And they had a great marketing campaign like i don't know if you remember the commercial for the like the fire oh, yeah. the firebirds yeah dude so s- dude so good and the the ui was great the i'll never forget because you could wirelessly share songs and videos with each other and you could like share a song with someone and they would get three listens and then it would delete itself but i remember uh, i never even I never knew that was a thing because straight up, I was like the only person forever that had a Zoom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember there was a press release or like a press event and the CEO at the time of Microsoft, Steve Ballmer was talking to some press people about the wireless share feature. And this is forever. I still use this term to this day. He was talking to someone and he's like sweaty and just fucking Steve Ballmer. And he's like, yeah, you know, like the, the wireless share feature. It's amazing. Like you see a cute girl at a party, you go up to her and you want to show her a song you're listening to. You don't give her your, your gross sticky earbuds. You just pull out your Zune and squirt her a song. <laughs> and just the thought of squirting someone a song 
is peak Steve Ballmer and peak <laughs> peak hilarity to me. But I I still say like yeah, just you know like I'll squirt your song or like like I and you're gonna use it now. Oh, I absolutely. I'm I'm gonna be squirting people emails now. <laughs> um, but uh, have you been playing anything else? Um, I recently jumped back into Returnal, mm. um, my game of the year from last year. Um, an absolutely incredible game. I so I I got. I was super into it around this time last year and in August my girlfriend and I went on like a mini vacation and in the like four days that we were away I lost all of my skill (sighs) and so I had to like work back up to being good at the game and so like the past like week or so I've been playing Returnal a lot and like I'm I'm decently good again and I've been playing I've been playing the Tower of Sisyphus stuff and uh just fucking the, having my mind blown with the, the just how awesome the writing is of that game and like just every everything about that game i love it so much i um we have a a tentative co-op session i need to pick that game up but i've got i've got too much new shit i got stray i got the steam deck metal gear rising revengeance i'm playing a game <laughs> for Derek's show xbox game passengers um so uh, Returnal, and I got the quarry here. I was playing the quarry with my girlfriend. Um, uh, th- that game is fucking dope. Um, is it? I've wanted to try it, but when it first came out, I just saw a lot of people saying that like the game's good, but not seventy dollars good. So um, I've been kind of hesitant. I've been kind of hesitant to to pick it up. I mean, it's a super massive game where it's it's basically. Uh, choose your own adventure mm-hmm. um i loved until dawn like, yeah I, I love that game so like i i'm sure i'd like it what what sold me on it was Derek was talking about how you can have up to eight players playing couch co-op and you only need one controller and this Ooh, is, that's that's really cool and so what what my girlfriend and i did was you start the game it asks you how many players are playing and you can like rename it so like instead of player one player two it's shane and then justice and then each uh player picks um picks their character and so there's eight characters that are in the story and um so like i picked a character and then she picked a character and then i picked a character until we both had four uh, uh people um that we would be controlling and at different points in the game It'll say Shane or pass the controller to Shane. And then this character is, is who you're playing. And that's really cool. That That's a really clever way of, of having like couch co-op. Yeah. I think that's brilliant. And cause you, you don't know what the hell's going on. And so immediately it's like hand the controller to justice. And she's like, Oh, okay. And then we're like, we're playing. She's like, Oh, is this a scary game? And I'm like, <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh fucking yeah. And the the start of it's kind of slow just because you're getting used to everything and getting the the you know the narrative but once the game pops off it's it's scary and we had to stop because my my girlfriend's like my heart's my heart's i i have to take really like it's and she's a big baby um when it comes to this stuff like i wasn't you know i i wasn't i you know i wasn't scared but yeah it's tense and there's 
like she would do something that would like hurt the feelings of one of my characters and i'm like what the fuck what are you doing <laughs> you, hurt, you hurt her feelings what the fuck and like there's it, it's all it's a lot of like cw bullshit mm-hmm. um but it's 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 cool. I mean, I can I can get down with some CW bullshit. I watched Riverdale recently. If if you, it's very Riverdale, <laughs> like the dialogue. Um, are are there musical numbers every thirty five seconds? Um, I don't know yet. I don't know yet. We'll see. We'll see. God, I, God, I hope not. <laughs> my uh, my girlfriend made a character. Um, uh, there's like a truth or dare session around a campfire. And this, uh, this guy character was dared to kiss either a guy or a girl. And my girlfriend's like, Hey, it's pride month. So kiss the guy. (laughs) (laughs) So there's, there's, it's fun. So, um, if there's, it's a great, I would say it's a great couple game. And I think you've sold me. Yeah. The, the, um, the randomness of, because you don't know like what, what character's story is going to be up next. And the, uh, you know, there was, there was, I think the first two or three characters, my girlfriend had picked. So she's like, ah, oh, I'm too stressed to play anymore. Um, <laughs> so I think like, if you and your girlfriend, like don't, you don't look at, don't read into anything, just pick it up. Uh, yeah. I've, I've made a point to avoid any like story stuff because like I am interested in it. And, and it's like, I, I, I liked until dawn enough that like, I, I believe in Supermassive. I know that a lot of people say that like Until Dawn might have just been a fluke and they got lucky, but I I, I, I want to believe. I want to believe that they're good. And so I, I, I do want to play it. I just haven't got around to it yet. Um, pick it up. I would, I would say pick it up. And um, there's a... There's like a weird... I'm looking at like the DLC that came with the game, which is bizarre to me that you get a DLC code for the game. Like just put it on the disc. Like <laughs> I don't, this doesn't make any fucking sense to me because the, um, the DLC code was the horror history visual filter pack. <laughs> <laughs> and it's literally just Instagram filters. One that is, uh, indie horror and, 80s horror and classic horror and it just puts like a black and white filter or like a vhs filter over the over the game and you you know the explanation as to why that wasn't on the disc is straight up that was someone's idea like two days before the game was being like shipped and they were like fuck guys i have an idea um the discs are already made but we can put this insert in the case okay all right that makes (laughs) sense that makes sense um so yeah uh Anything else you want to talk about? Um, I don't believe so. I I do. I I, I don't want to leave listeners hanging. You did hint that I had some hardware problems. Oh yes, yes. And we can't leave this out. No. Partly because I can't be the only one. I hope I can help someone. But but yeah. So I I do want to say that I I thought something was up when I when I logged into the game. Cause I have shit internet here and it took forever to download. Um, but when I logged into the game and I checked your, uh, you on my friends list and it said you were on the, the PS five dashboard. I'm like, Hmm, something must be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
I actually noticed this first, like last week playing Returnal. Um, I know back when Returnal first came out, there were a lot of people that had issues where like their PS5 just wouldn't run the game. And like, I know people had to like send their consoles into Sony because like it was like a hardware issue or something. Um, I never had that problem. And so last week when I started playing Returnal again, at one point, like my PS5 just turned off randomly. And I was like, oh, that's concerning. (laughs) (laughs) That's not good. Hope that's not bad. And I go to turn it back on, you know, and like the power button isn't doing anything. The controller, like PlayStation button isn't turning it back on. And I was like, oh, God, no. (laughs) (laughs) And so like I do the normal IT guy thing. I unplug it. I plug it back in. It turns on just fine. And and it loads up and it's like, hey, dumbass, you turned me off wrong. (laughs) And it doesn't give me an option to like report an error or anything. And I'm like, but it wasn't me. It was you. You did it. You did it. But like, I figured, oh, it was probably just like a weird one time thing. You know, whatever. It's no big deal. (laughs) And I keep playing and like it's happened a couple more times. And I just assumed it was a Returnal problem since Returnal's had this kind of problem in the past. I figured like, oh, I'm, I bet the Tower of Sisyphus update like broke something for some people. And I just happened to be one of those people, whatever. It it happened a few times and like there was never anything necessarily bad that happened. Like my PS5 is still working fine. So I, f- I figured, oh, this is just a thing I can ignore, I guess. I don't lose my runs most of the time so so it's fine <laughs> i did lose my run once um but yeah so so that was a thing and then i started playing stray and like i didn't expect that problem to still be there because it's it's like indie cat game i'm sure that's fine it can't be that intensive and we're playing in like probably like 40 minutes in or so it happens again and i was like man son of a bitch and so I, again, I just unplug it, plug it back in, turn it on, go back to what I was doing. And like, it happened every like 30 minutes or so. Oof. And, and like, at that point, it's pretty frequent. And I'm like, okay, what the fuck is going on? And like, th- like one of the times it happened playing Returnal, I like took my PS5, like I took the plates off, like I cleaned it out. I, I, I tried to, like, it, it looks fine. It doesn't look like there's any, like, dust or anything. It's, I keep it fucking five feet up in the air. <laughs> I, I have plenty of ventilation. Like, it should be fine. And uh, so, so so yeah, that, that that's just happening. And I, like, post on Reddit and everything, asking, like, hey, anyone know what to do here? And uh, I did have someone reply to my thread linking to something else uh, that was saying something about, like, like dust can collect in like the power supply area of the ps5 and that can cause this issue and like that's at like the towards the bottom of the console so yeah i I didn't really clean there so um a couple days ago or yesterday i think uh i i took it apart and like i was watching that like playstation video where they tear down the ps5 just so i know what i'm looking for and I noticed in the video, he they mentioned like that there's like dust collectors on on oh, the console. That's right. Yeah. So I was like, okay, maybe that's what I should be doing. So like, I bust my vacuum out. I vacuum out my PS5. You know, and uh, so far so good. 
Uh, in addition to that, I've also like kept a fan on in the room because, you know, it's been like 105 degrees here lately. Um, may- maybe like my-, my console's close to like an outside wall. M- maybe there's 105 degree heat kind of <laughs> leaking in through the wall behind <laughs> it that might be part of this. So like I've kept a fan on, try to like circulate the air a little better. So far, so good. I haven't had it happen since. So, okay. so what, that was, might be the solution. Was there stuff in the dust collectors? Um, it looked like there was a little bit. It, it's hard to tell how much there really was. You can't really see too well in there. But uh, I've, I mean, I vacuumed it out. I vacuumed the like fan area again. And like there's a few like holes at the bottom of the console. I hit those two. I don't even know if those matter. But I, I gave my PS5 a nice little vacuum. Okay. Um, and so far, so good. All right. We got Logan Tech Tips here. Yeah, Logan Tech Tips. Wonderful, That's wonderful. That's about all I got. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you also have your amazing uh, art game cases, memory card. Um, so, Logan, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, yeah, thank you. This is this has been super fun. Yeah, this has been I've, I've been listening for a while, so I'm I'm happy to be that's, on the show. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, I I forget you would listen. You would text me stuff, uh, and I'm like, oh yeah, Logan listens. I think you're like one of yeah. our only spotify <laughs> subscribers Pro- probably i'm too fucking I'm, I'm too i'm too stubborn to use like actual rss feed on anything <laughs> like spotify is too convenient uh, um so yeah uh thank you for coming on um ev- while everyone is down in san diego um at a uh, comic-con i um just started a new job so i couldn't personally justify uh taking a week off but next year i will be there um and we will have we'll have some rambunctious uh, adventures. Um, but yeah, this was dude. This... Ho- hopefully next year I'll also be there because my girlfriend and I have been talking about like we've been seeing all these like toy reveals and stuff from Comic Con, and we want to go. You should um, see if you can apply for a professional badge. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. I might qualify for that now. I guess. Yeah, there's. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to besmirch uh, professionals, but the barrier to entry <laughs> for a professional badge at San Diego Comic Con is pretty low. It's pretty low. Um, Good to know. Yeah. So there's there's some people that are. I'm like, you were in one movie in the '80s that wasn't <laughs> even that popular. Okay. Ho- hopefully a magazine a gaming magazine will be enough to qualify me yeah well you also you also produce content that people yeah. buy so um so yeah um as always you can find us on instagram geekscape games on twitter at geekscape games logan where can people find more of you so yeah um the best place to find me um my personal instagram is at b y l l o g a n by logan um, and the memory card account is at mmry.crd. Um, the, the memory card account is more like uh, professional style designed up posts that have like a real point to them. Uh, it, it's, it's very stylized. My personal accounts more just like, hey, this is some shit I'm working on. Hey, here's some pictures of my cats and stuff, you know. Or, or when you drove five hours to get a pillow. Or when I drove five hours to get a pillow, yes. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, that's the best place to find me. Uh, my Etsy shop is the uh, is 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 memory card dot shop m m r y c r d dot shop. Okay. Um, 
And, and yeah, that's that's the best place to find me. I'm also on Twitter, but I, I always point people to, towards 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 like in Instagram. Yeah, your you know? your Twitter is is just as random as mine. So yeah. Um, and then uh, yeah, check out um, because you're so absolutely gracious. The Geekscape uh coupon code on your Etsy. So yeah. Um. I, um. I'll I'll pick an official code right now. Okay. Um. It'll be geek dot crd. Or geek? I don't know if I can have a, a period in there. It'll be geek crd. Geek crd. I love that. Perfect. Yeah. So yeah. So listeners, if you want to get some of these amazing game cases, uh, check them out. Uh, Memorycard.shop and then use that coupon code geek crd. Yes. yes. All right. Well, uh, Mr. Logan, thank you for being here. And then everybody, thank you. We will check you back in a couple of weeks. Uh, the boys will be back from San Diego Comic Con, and um, we'll uh, we'll get some recap there. See, see you, everybody. Bye bye. Bye. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.